Nigeria's bean farmers have a small problem and it's causing them to lose millions of dollars every year. And that problem is called Maruka vitrata. Our farmers have been battling the Maruka vitrata for decades now and losing. But last year, in 2021, it looks like our farmers may be getting closer to totally annihilating the Maruka. So in this episode, we ask, what is Maruka vitrata and why has it been harassing our bean farmers? From Triple E Media, I'm still Ramat Mohammed, and this is still the backstory, but it's a mini episode. From our perspectives as human beings, the Maruka vitrata is a pest that attacks cowpea plants and many other legume crops in tropical areas across East and West Africa and India. Cowpeas are also known more commonly as beans, and everyone around the world eats beans. There's bean porridge, bean curry, fried bean cakes, white bean hummus, bean soup and stew, beans and spaghetti. We don't just eat beans, we write songs about beans, and we even have a famous children's story about magical beans. But the female Maruka doesn't care about all of that. All she knows is that she has to lay her eggs and her babies need food after they hatch. After all, she only has four days to leave. It takes about 15 days for the Maruka to develop from an egg to an adult. And then for the females, they get four more days of life as an adult. The males die faster than the females. They get three days of life as adults. And right before they die, they meet. Imagine you're a bean farmer and it's midnight in the month of June. While you're fast asleep in your comfortable bed, Guess what's happening on your bean farm? Hundreds, if not thousands, of Maruka vitrata adult males and females have taken over your farm and they are getting busy. The Maruka usually mates between 9 in the night to 5 in the morning. They prefer that time because the temperature around 20 to 25 degrees Celsius is perfect for them. They've been at it for about four nights now, and during that time, some males would have mated more than once, while the females would generally mate only once. The female, she doesn't have time for all this mating because she only has four days to live and lots and lots of eggs to lay before she dies. Before she dies, the female flies from flower board to flower board, laying anywhere between 2 to 16 eggs on each flower. By her last day on earth, she will lay nearly 200 eggs. Then five days after the eggs are laid, they hatch. Out come these cute, transparent caterpillars with black spots running down their cute little caterpillar bodies. Now these cute little monsters are about to start feeding. And since the female laid her eggs on the flowers and the flower buds, the caterpillars that hatch will stay there to feed. By feeding on the flowers, the flower buds, and sometimes even the bean pods, they end up destroying the bean plant before it has a chance to produce any yield. Now, because the maruka are feeding on the inside of the plant, the farmer actually doesn't notice the damage right away. On the outside, the leaves and even the stems look okay. So by the time he finally realizes that damage has been done, it's too late. Shoulder, 
The Nigerian bean farmer has been fighting with this menace for decades. In 1985, for example, over 70% of Nigeria's bean harvest was lost to a Maruka vitrata infestation. Now, Nigerian farmers have tried different strategies to manage the Maruka. And the one thing that seemed to work consistently was the use of pesticides. Our farmers actually started using pesticides back in the early 1950s. And as our population grew, we became a bigger burden for the farmer who had to figure out how to feed all of us. So in order to increase farm yield, farmers kept spraying pesticides. And for about a decade, this worked. Farm yields increased and were even able to export. Now, the thing about pesticides is that they are essentially poison. Poison that's designed to kill insects. The concentration of the poison in pesticides is high enough to kill insects, but not so high that it can kill us. But the problem is that if we use too much pesticide or the wrong kind of pesticide, it will go into the soil and stay in the soil for longer periods of time. And from there, it can actually accumulate to levels that do become dangerous to us. In September 1996, at least 16 people died from eating bean cakes. According to a report from Pulse, one Akarasella died after eating her own bean cakes in order to prove to her customers that they were not poisonous. Again in 2008, newspapers reported that over 100 students at the government secondary schools in the Northeast were rushed to the hospital after consuming a meal of beans suspected to have been contaminated with high levels of pesticide. By 2011, the level of pesticides in our beans had reached a critical concentration, and one pesticide in particular stood out. Dichlorovos. A study published in March 2012 by researchers in Nigeria raised the alarm that our beans had high levels of dichlorovos, a pesticide used by Nigerian farmers to control pests, like the Maruka. But it turns out that the farmers were not the only ones spraying beans with dichlorovos. After beans have been harvested, they are often stored and preserved at warehouse facilities until they are taken to the market for sale. The beans can sit in the warehouses for months before they are sold. And at the time of storage, the warehouses also spray the beans with dichlorovos. So the researchers, they took two samples of beans. One sample was taken during harvest, and the other sample was taken from storage warehouses six months after harvest. The researchers discovered that the amount of dichlorovos nearly doubled between the time of the harvest to the time spent in the warehouse. Fast forward nine months after the Nigerian researchers published their findings, and in January 2013, the European Union started to raise alerts that beans being imported from Nigeria had higher than acceptable concentrations of dichlorovos. For the next two and a half years, the EU continued to raise alarms, and on the 18th of June 2015, they issued an order banning the import of beans to the EU from Nigeria. That ban was supposed to be lifted one year later, in June 2016, but it was then extended for another three years. It's now 2022, and our beans are still banned from the EU. According to a report from The Guardian, Nigeria is losing over $360 million annually as a result of that ban. While all of that banning was going on, our research scientists from Nigeria started working together with other scientists from Ghana, Burkina Faso, and Malawi to create a genetically modified version of beans 
that the Maruka Vitrata cannot destroy. The scientists had actually been working on this beam since 2009, and in December 2021, they received approval to make the modified cowpea available for mass production. This is the world's first genetically modified cowpea, and it's a really, really big deal. According to Professor Mohamed Ishakwa of ABU Zaria, the genetically modified bean is exactly the same as the conventional bean. It looks the same, it tastes the same, it has the same amount of protein. The only difference is that there's one additional protein that was introduced into the bean. The protein that they added actually comes from a naturally occurring bacteria that protects soil from insects like the Maraca vitrata. Think about it this way. The soil protects itself from the Maraca by having this bacteria. Genetically modifying the bean to produce this bacteria means that the scientists are helping the bean protect itself. These genetically modified cowpeas are called PBR cowpeas, which stands for pod borer resistant. According to Science Nigeria, the seeds have already been made available to farmers in Nigeria. And in fact, the demand for the genetically modified seeds is outpacing the supply. For farmers whose only challenge was the maruka, the new genetically modified bean means that they no longer have to use pesticides. This is good news for us because this means that we should be enjoying pesticide-free or pesticide-reduced beans very soon. And it should also be good news to Europe because they can now resume importing our beans with more confidence that they are safe. But for the Maraca vitrata, this is obviously bad news. The new genetically modified bean means that after the female lays her eggs and the eggs hatch, the larvas will start to feed on the bean flower as usual. As soon as they start feeding, the new protein in the bean will become activated and a toxin will be released into the larva's digestive system. The toxin will shut down their digestive system and the larvas will then starve to death and die. And since they die at the larva stage, they are not able to reproduce. So in a few generations, all of the Maruka vitrata should go extinct. Unless, of course, they develop a resistance to the genetically modified PBR and become even more aggressive pests. But that's a story for the future. For now, let's all enjoy our genetically modified bean cakes. The Backstory is a Triple E Media production. Production copyright 2022 Triple E Media Productions. If you enjoyed this episode of The Backstory and you would like to hear more, go to our website at 234audio.com to play the sample content. Then download our app from the Google Play Store for even more episodes. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at 234audio to watch the video for this episode. Make sure to click the notification bell, like, and leave a comment. Our episodes can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a comment. This episode of The Backstory was produced by Ramat Mohammed, John Iwoji, Uche Mba, Dominic Tabakaji, and Sam Tabakaji. Executive Producer, Ramat Mohammed.